Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about Season 11, Episode 2 of 7th Heaven. The title is, and tonight's specials are, synopsis is, Reverend Eric Camden feels old after the twins' young teacher mistakes him for their grandfather, and being unable to keep up physically with his wife Annie's sexual appetite. Martin gets in trouble with Sandy when she overhears him in the baby phone, thanking Kevin for the misunderstood advice to seduce her by cooking for her. Lucy worries what it means about his sexual appetite now Kevin has stopped cooking elaborate dinners after talking to lonely young teenager movie theater tickets clerk T-Bone, who cons- that's so many adjectives, who considers her highly desirable. Kevin selflessly worries about all of them. Okay, number one, before I get to your first versions, this person kept saying sexual appetite, and I think they were doing the cooking thing. They were like, the appetite. Oh, that's funny. That's well, good. I, just, I don't know that they... Do you not think it was intentional? intentional, but I read it in. But, um, yeah, so what was your first impression? Um, I really went into season 11 thinking I was going to hate every single episode, but I actually kind of liked this one, mostly because it was absurd AF. Um... Also, uh, it's really funny to me that he thinks that Lucy's hot, but then he explicitly says that Kevin isn't hot. Well, because he's like, no homo. <laughs> he's like, he doesn't want to be at risk of anyone thinking he could not be heterosexual. As a 15-year-old with a heart of an 18-year-old. Right. So, I guess we will get into it with the cold open. Um, yes, so the Rev has come home from picking up the twins, and he's quite upset because um, the Rev is has well, the, the twins make a remark and yeah. they say something to Annie about like you're married to our grandpa, and Annie's like what? And it's revealed through a conversation with the Rev that the Rev is like their teacher thought that I was their grandfather when I went to pick them up, and he's like very demoralized. Um, and it makes it worse because the teacher thinks that he's also the, he's also Annie's father. Um, and this kind of leads to the twins going next door to hang out with Kevin for the afternoon and Annie being like, I can show you how you, you and I. How much you remind me of my father. (laughs) I can show you how I'm like, how young you are. Let's have some afternoon, like spontaneous sex. Um, and that is the cold open. Uh, we're basically reverting back to season one of the Rev and Annie where they were constantly like secret sex all the time. I mean, that's been peppered at throughout the series. I mean, they've got, they had kids, so yeah. Yeah. So then we come back from the cold open. We're going to get into this stupid kind of minor storyline. I was actually surprised when Martin and Sandy first appeared because I forgot that they are like principal characters here in season 11, despite like whatever. Despite them having a very, like, an ending. They had an ending. They had an ending. Like, yeah. I know I said that a million times. Uh, fun fact, actually, so all of these scenes in, like, the beginning of the season were, I think, filmed, um, they were filmed in New York because Haley Duff uh, was performing in Rent at the time. And I'm sorry, wait. <laughs> yes, yes. I, so, like, the thing no, is... No, that didn't happen. Yeah, so, okay, just, you know, no. inside, inside information for you guys, Aaron and I usually, like, talk about things about the episode or about the characters, like, before we come on here and record, but I purposely didn't tell this This to Aaron, because 
because I wanted, I wanted a reaction. So, um... You just have me Googling it now. She was in Rent, and she, like, her contract wasn't up, finished with, up with Rent. So, well, so they filmed a bunch of the scenes in New York while she was filming Rent. What years? I saw Rent around this time. Oh, my God. I don't think I We're still not have filming, my Not filming, or in Rent, or whatever. I don't think I still have my Playboy, but I would love to know. What if I saw Rent with Haley Duff in it? Well, who knows? Um, oh. But yes, uh, so the, the so back to the actual storyline. Anyway, when I type, I don't, I still don't believe this because when I Google Haley Duff rent, uh, the first thing that comes up is hire Hillary Duff, Celebrity Speaker Bureau, and then the next thing is Hillary Duff renting six thousand dollars a month. Did you search Hillary Duff? No, I searched Haley Duff oh, rent, uh, and Hayley guess what? Duff. She's not as famous as Hillary Duff. <laughs> I don't know if anyone knew. Spoiler alert, okay, listeners. Well, I got this Hillary information. Hillary Duff is much more famous than Haley Duff. I got this information off of TV.com. That's not real. That's what I use for all of our little facts. Now I'm typing in Rent Broadway. Well, okay, so we'll just get underway. You should not have held, held this from me. <laughs> Withheld the three. I wanted your, like, actual reaction on air. That's and I why. feel like I've been through her, uh, like, Wikipedia page, and this was never said anywhere, but, so I still think this is not, this is not real. Anyway. So, um, okay, so the storyline is basically that it kind of it harks back to the, basically, um, Sandy doesn't want to get married to Martin. Martin does want to get married to Sandy, so he's kind of doing all of this. So his whole, And all of this being, like, taking care of his yeah. son. So he shows up to Sandy's apartment, and he's like, she's like, you have to knock. This is my apartment. And he's like, I'm here to cook you dinner and help with the baby and whatever. And she's like, really? And he's like, yes, I had class for three hours, and then I did homework for two hours, and then I had practice for three hours, and after all of that, I drove over here to cook dinner for you. And Sandy is like, oh, so nice, great, glad that, and I think she's, I think she might say in this first scene, like, this doesn't change anything. Yeah, but like she does. She's like, I appreciate you coming and doing this stuff for me because I am, like, the mother of your child, but also it doesn't change anything. We are not, like, together, which I think is crazy because now Martin is, like, desperate to, like, be in a relationship with her. And Sandy was never, like, I don't think in the last season or the season prior to that when Sandy was, like, pregnant. and It was, oh, last, it was last season. It was last season. Um, I don't ever think, I was never under the impression that Sandy was chasing Martin down to be like, you have to marry me now. Because uh, she did say she would like thought it would be nice, but I don't. I never got the impression she was like trying to like date him. But I was just like, I think she just wants him to be like, oh yes, hey, the just like acknowledge father. her, yeah, just like acknowledge her and be like, oh yes, you are having my child, and I want to let you know that I am going to help you raise our child. But now, it's and like Mar- and Martin wouldn't even acknowledge her, wouldn't even like acknowledge that she was like a human being in the world. But now Martin's like pining after Sandy, and she's like, you need to cool it. I just want you to be here for your son. And I'm like, yeah. I'm a career woman now. I'm going to school and all this stuff. And I get that progress in in um, Sandy's character. Because I was going to call her Haley Duff. No, no, you were about to say it, but I do keep almost calling her Haley now. Um, in Sandy's character, because they show this kind of growth in her character where she becomes more independent and she gets over her sex addiction, et cetera, et cetera. And I think her whole, like, the we were supposed to, like, see that growth in her whole her meetings with Lucy and her figuring out like what she wants to do with her life so that's good she but has- we don't see that with Martin at all he just shows up being like I want to marry you I love you let's and be it's together out of it's out of nowhere so anyway the point is he cooks her dinner he then 
is in her apartment still while she's in a different room. And he uses her landline to call Kevin. And be like, thanks for your advice, dude. I think I can almost sleep with her. So his whole thing is that he's using food as a form of seduction to get um, Sandy to sleep with him. But so Yeah, so, I mean, we backtrack a little. Kevin kind of backtracks here, and he's like, hey, you asked me for advice with, like, women or whatever, and he's like, I never said that, like, cooking would seduce her, like, get you laid, but he's like, you you took the wrong message. He's like, I just, that's just, like, a nice thing to do, like, like to show you care. Like, food is, like, a very, like, I feel like cross-cultural, like, yeah. way to just be like, you're welcome here. Like, I appreciate you. I put here, this I did this in for, for you. you. Yeah. Nourishment. Yes. Nur- yeah. So Kevin is just like, no, you, you've got mixed messages. I was not saying that if you cooked for her, she would have sex with you. And then Martin quickly interrupts and he's like, oh, do you know if baby monitors work like two ways or one way? And then Kevin's like, what? And then Martin's just like, gotta go. And he hangs up. Because Sandy has heard this entire conversation and obviously kicks him out. Um, and this kind of, this doesn't really get resolved in any way other than just like Sandy being on the phone with Lucy a couple of times and their kind of friendship, um, getting fixed because as we, in the last episode, Lucy was pretty harsh to Sandy about her goals of being a minister, uh, and following in Lucy's footsteps. And Lucy's realizing that she's kind of been treating Sandy like shit because Sandy has a baby that she didn't want and Lucy doesn't have the babies that she did want. Um, but anyway, this phone call does come back in Lucy's storyline, so we will come back to yeah. that. So, um, the next thing we're going to talk about very quickly is, because we don't want to... Dumb as hell. Yeah. So, this is a recycled storyline. This has been used multiple times, I feel like, where women are attracted to the Rev. <laughs> but, but this time, he's older. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, he's, like, looking like someone's grandfather now. He really, like, Stephen Collins is maybe not... Like a young grandfather, he's not like you know, but but he still could be. 100% I mean, he, pass for someone's grandfather. The character is a grandfather. He's a grandfather to many oh, children. Yeah, he is a grandfather. I don't. That's <laughs> there's many children. This is very true. Yeah, Mary's got three. Like Matt and Sarah have two, presumably. Lucy then, has one. Yeah, and, uh, we don't know what Simon's doing. Simon has one, but like Martin is pretending to be the father. father right. Um, so basically the Rev, so this whole thing kind of start, uh, it, so Rev and Annie come back very disheveled from the, from the cold open because they've just had lots of crazy sex. And, uh, and they really overdo it with the yeah. disheveled look. Maybe this will be on social media. And Annie, you know, is very happy and very upbeat cause she's like the after sex glow, but like the Rev is super tired and he, his basic complaint is, you know, him and like uh, Kevin have a conversation where Kevin's like, I don't think Lucy wants me anymore because like she doesn't find me irresistible anymore and the rev says i have the opposite problem my my wife won't stop being horny because she is so free now i don't know and then kevin's like i don't think this is appropriate for you to be telling me and i'm like kevin what did you think when you're like sitting here telling this man your daughter won't have sex with me anymore this whole conversation was weird right um then this kind of like so the rev accidentally lets it slip while he's like kind of sleep talking uh, to Annie that he doesn't really want to be sleeping with her because he's tired and Annie's like fine we're not having any more afternoon naps um, which is code word for sex. Um, the rev is wanting to like get his youth back decides that he needs to dress differently. Um, this means that he's wearing jeans, he's wearing sneakers, he's wearing a Ramones shirt. And a backwards Mets cap. 
Um, we don't know why these choices were made all together, but they were made. And they may, they probably won't be on our social media because I've realized I've not really put Stephen Collins anywhere. It's probably a, yeah, an good intentional thing. Yes. good choice. Um, I think I, he, it may be on the Facebook, but it probably won't be. Um, well, no, we have other things like Gun and Target magazine. Yes. Um, um, and this kind of resolves itself in a way in, in the fact that we learn that... So the teacher is, like, attracted to the Rev, and he learned, like, the Rev learns this because the boys forget their lunch. He goes to the school to drop it, the lunches off. And the teacher steps outside and is like, oh, Grandpa Camden. Um, and through a little bit of, like, I guess that's, like, flirty banter, um, she basically reveals that the twins told her that the Rev was their grandfather. So that's the reason, like, she didn't come to that conclusion on her own. The twins were just, like, fucking with the Rev. Well, no, um, they had a reason for it. It was because she told the twins that she found him attractive. Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, this woman's going to steal. That's, wait, I'm sorry. I missed that whole part, but that's incredibly inappropriate to be telling these, like, second graders, like, oh, your dad's hot. That's basically what happens. Like, oh, your dad, like, that man that just dropped you off forever is very attractive. and Or, like, he's a handsome man. And they said, like, oh, he's a preacher as a way to be, like, don't be attracted to this man. He's like, oh, he's too hot to be a preacher or too good looking to be a preacher. He's hot for preaching. <laughs> and the twin that. said, oh, that's our grandfather because they don't want their parents' marriage to be broken up by this teacher who inexplicably finds Stephen Collins attractive. I don't... Also, um, yeah, this woman looks like she's, like, mid-20s to young 20s. Tw- like, she's... A young teacher. She's, like, maybe a few years out of college. So this is not, like, she's not, like, a middle-aged or, like, you know, mid-third, like, not even, she's very young. She's a very much, like, a young adult. Um, so it makes it even weirder because I don't know. Maybe, I, like, maybe we're missing something. Yeah. But she, like, very much should be focusing her attention, like, anywhere else. But. So the Rev is now flattered, and... And he tells Annie, and then I think they have sex again. They, like... Yeah. She's like, oh... I'm jealous. Let me show you that you should stay with me. Right. Um, And the last storyline is kind of this... It's another continuation of the fact that Lucy's had a miscarriage. Uh, I know that we've complained about this in the previous episode, but really we'd like to reiterate, they still have not called it what it is. We've complained about this throughout the series. Whenever they handle difficult topics, it's like great, you are, are trying to handle this difficult thing that, like, a lot of network, like, primetime shows don't want to talk about. But if you're going to talk about it, talk about it. And, like, you, like, by name. Um, but anyway, uh, this they're still, she's still not coping, and they kind of have portrayed her, like, very much like the way that Mary was when she was going through her, like, debt problems and just had all of, like, and her drinking and driving and, like, all of the things that precipitated Mary being sent away. Um, and Kevin, we learn this because Kevin is just kind of lamenting about the fact that he's, like, yeah, like, Lucy's, like, going out all the time. I don't know where she goes. Well, she's go- she she's lying to Kevin. Yeah. She's telling Kevin that she's on this apology tour because of, like, the pool the that sermon. she... Yeah, the sermon. So she's going to have dinner at every single person's house that she, in her, like, congregation to apologize to them. Except that's not what she's doing. She's going to the promenade every night to go to the movies, um, which is fine. That's great. And I think at a certain point, Kevin does say, he's like, I don't even ask where she goes anymore because, like, it's, like, a control thing. He's like, I know. He's like, I don't want to make her think I'm trying to, like, control her or know 
where she is every minute of every day. So he's like, I don't even ask anymore. But anyway, she's going to the promenade. I think it's she, also, sorry, not to cut you off, but I think it's also a control thing because she didn't have control when she lost the baby, so she wants to have control of her own life. So, right. uh, so we see that the film that is playing at the theater at the promenade is Jolly Goodfellow, and Lucy goes up to the boy in the ticket booth and is like, this is the same movie that was playing yesterday or last week or whatever. And she's like, it's already on DVD. You said there would be another movie today. And he's like, yeah, who cares? It's a different experience seeing it in the theater. And he's also like, then don't come back until a different movie is playing. Um, This somehow turns into flirty banter in which he's like, hey, I know you're, like, he knows who she is even though he doesn't go to the church. And he's like, your husband isn't that hot. Like, go out with me. And she's like, how old are you? And he says he's 18, and he shows her ID that says he's 18. And she's like, I'm not going to go out with you because, like, I have a husband, and, like, that's not what I'm looking for. And he's like, well, I'm going to get, when I'm done working, like, we'll get a pizza and sit and eat it. So they do that. I guess it's, like, a friendly gesture more than a date. Um, yeah, so what it is is, I th- like, his whole, like, kind of appeal I guess is that she can talk about her family to him because she can't talk to her family about her family and she doesn't have any friends and they can both use friends so she kind of just vents the entire time about how she's an emotional person that she does everything based on her emotions and other people have time to think about what they feel but she doesn't and she doesn't like living like that and also like it's a lot of like they try to make this about Lucy's miscarriage, but it ends up being about... Like T-Bone trying to, like, get with Lucy. Right. And sl- oh, t- his name is T-Bone. Oh, yeah. Just this is this yeah. boy's name. Slash about, like, is, are Lucy, is Lucy and Kevin's marriage on the rocks because Kevin doesn't cook for her anymore. So, right, so that ties into the yeah. phone call with Sandy. Um, yeah, and the phone call with Sandy, Sandy basically tells Lucy, I caught Martin on a phone call with your husband... In which Martin was like, hey, it worked great. I cooked for Sandy, and now I think she's going to have sex with me. And Lucy's like, what? That's what he does? Like, that's the reason why they cook? And she starts thinking about it, and she's like, Kevin hasn't cooked for me in weeks. Like, it must be because he doesn't, he's not attracted to me, and our marriage is obviously in danger because he hasn't cooked. But I'm also, like, thinking to myself, she hasn't been home for dinner. Right, yeah, and And that's that's basically what Kevin says. He's like, I haven't been cooking because you haven't been around, and it's just been me and the baby, so... I'm okay, so I'm gonna say this, um, and it's something that I realize internally. I don't like Lucy, and we all know this, and like Erin also doesn't like Lucy. Um, and it's I very love Lucy. <laughs> and it's very hard to be sympathetic to her character, and it's incredibly hard when like they're trying to push us to be sympathetic to her. It kind of like forces me in the other end. But I will say, I think they've done Lucy's character just generally a massive disservice because um they make her they've they formed like they've made her into this like crazy wife who like like puts all these things in like but on know. the flip side that's the reason you say you like kevin is because he's just like this is who my like i married a crazy woman i'm fine with it like this is what i love about her and it keeps it interesting and this is like what i was looking for in my relationship so like what would you rather have like lucy to not be irrational or kevin to just like no that's the thing and i feel like i've fallen into this trap that the show's created where i like kevin because he's kind of like oh like like, this is who you you are are, and i love it yeah but then i'm like no they've just they've just they've done this they've made this trope where they've made like the crazed woman woman, right and i hate the woman who's just constantly like does he think i'm attractive he won't cook for me like and it's just this like yeah it is just like the paranoid woman who's just like oh my attractive husband 
who like isn't you know gonna like isn't gonna love me anymore because of whatever reason. They've like um they really do a disservice to a lot of the female characters on the show. I feel like well, and I feel like Lucy's basically the main lead, like female lead. Mm-hmm. Annie doesn't really. I don't feel like she has anything on the show. Mm-hmm. But like they've, I don't know. They've really yeah. If they're gonna keep Lucy on for so long and she's gonna be like the heart of the show or whatever. They've really not done that well. Anyway, back to the storyline. Um, so Lucy comes home in a huff, and she's like, you haven't been cooking for me. Exactly what Aaron said. Kevin is like, "I, you haven't been home. They kind of get into this fight, and Kevin is like, no, look, you haven't been coming here for t- dinner. You're the one that's not, like, accepting my cooking. You're the one that's not attracted to me anymore. And then he kind of finds out that she's been lying to him. And that and seeing T-Bone. And, yeah. So marriage on the rocks for a hot second. Yeah, because Kevin is like, I'm going to go and confront this guy at the promenade. And he walks up to the ticket booth and T-Bone, he asks T-Bone for ID. And T-Bone produces an ID that Kevin immediately knows is fake. And then Such T- a good cop. And then T-Bone's like... Okay, yeah, you got me. I'm 15, but I'm 18 at heart or whatever. Um, uh, and like they, uh, Lucy and him make up because Lucy makes him for, like horrible potato pancakes, and she and he makes her this amazing gourmet breakfast. Yeah. So. Um, okay, but I will before we end this, I do want to say that the main thing that we got out of this episode, which is completely wrong, which I don't think we've talked about at all, is that people only cook for people because, because they, they want to have sex, sex with, with them. them. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's no other reason to provide food for anybody else. Like any meal you've ever eaten in your life, it's unless you paid for it, like at a restaurant, I would say that, because I guess they're trying to make money in a restaurant, but like any meal you've ever eaten that was cooked by anyone else in your life, you need to go right those wrongs if you didn't have sex with them. Because that's what the show was saying repeatedly, and yeah. that's what like the the freaking title of the show kind of like implies as well. It was, it was probably the, like, I think probably the wittiest thing the show's ever done, but I was going to say, cause it applied to that and the movie in my opinion. Yeah. Um, okay. So what would you rate this episode? I'll give it a solid. It was a step up from the last episode. Last episode was not good. Not off to a great start, but, um, I'm going to give this a three. Um, I think I'm just, I don't remember what I gave the last episode. Uh, It was not good. I think you gave it a one. Oh, I probably you're right. I did. I did give it a one. Um, I think I'm actually probably going to give this a f- four. Wow. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit higher. Um, so if you want to check out our social media, for example, what magazine does Kevin read? We'll let you know if you come to our social media, which is facebook.com/slash CamdenCast, or on Twitter and Instagram, we're at CamdenCastShow. Uh, remember, we are always uploading new episodes on Wednesdays and Saturdays. We're in the home stretch now, guys. One season left. Woo! Uh, check us out on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, SoundCloud.com/slash CamdenCast, and Stitcher. This is Tammy. I'm Aaron. This is Camden Cast. Oh,